It's time for another Nebraska Prep Zone report. We are sponsored today by MD West One, Nebraska's most advanced sports medicine, orthopedics, neurosurgery, and spine care, covering Greater Omaha for over 70 years. And I know we got district volleyball to talk about, Class A playoffs, Class B, all the football going on this weekend. But I mean, we were talking about Halloween candy before we started recording, and it's just, I'm so pumped for all that candy. I bought uh, I bought some candy. What what's your what's the best candy? Snickers. Snickers. Okay, that's a good. No, one. No, actually, like Halloween candy, Snickers. But my favorite candy is Dots. Dots. Ooh. Okay, I can respect those. Yeah. I go for Reese's and Yorks. Dots or Mike and Ike's. One of those two. Ooh, Mike and Ike's always a solid. Right. Yeah. All right. Now that we've got people hooked. <laughs> Let's talk about Class A district volleyball and how that bracket is shaking out for state. Yeah. Um, so all the favorites won. Elkhorn South won. Papillion South won. Pius won. Uh, Papillion La Vista won. Millard West won. Lincoln Southwest won. Bellevue West won and is headed to state for the first time since 2007, uh, which is a long time. Feels like a long time. So. Uh, and then it looks like the wild card will be North Platte. Um, the official bracket isn't out yet, but um, it looks like it's, it was pretty much chalk, if you will. So, yeah. um, you know, Elkhorn South, obviously, I think is still the favorite. Bellevue West is super young. Uh, that's the second or third time I, I saw them last night. The second or third time I've seen them play this year. Third, actually. Um, and they're really young. They're they're uh, but they're pretty good. Uh, very well coached team, and um, you know, looking to hopefully make some noise. And uh, looks like they'll probably end up with Papio South, which I'm sure they played this year. I don't have their schedule in front of me, but I'm sure that that's happened. Um, so yeah, Pius obviously with Markowski and um, others there. They're they're clearly pretty good and uh, sweeping east last night so it was it was very chalky it was a very chalky wednesday night in uh in class a district volleyball um, not a lot of you know it was only one match millard west marion went to um even a fourth set so pre- pretty chalky looking that also does set up for a great state tournament i think it really would have been surprising if any of those top seven had lost, and that's a, that's a good note on Bellevue West. That's kind of turning into a uh, powerhouse school: basketball, <laughs> football, volleyball. Right. I mean, the major sports are they're killing it. So, um, yeah, football state title and basketball boys football and basketball state titles last year. Baseball's doing all right. You know, I mean, they they get that thing rolling in Bellevue. And that feels like a solid segue into the Class A football playoff bracket, kicking off with our number one seed finally playing a game. They'll be hosting Lincoln Southwest this week to kick off Class A. Yeah, uh, Bellevue West gets the one seed. We discussed this, I think, last week. Um, yeah. More on seeding pre- stuff. Preview but. the game. Yeah, they, they played Southwest. I mean, I think everyone would be shocked if Bellevue West were to lose that game. It would be a, a, a pretty big upset. Um, um, 
you know, I, I fully expect Bellevue West to obviously win that game. And I think everyone outside of Lincoln Southwest um, players and, and coaches um, probably do too. What, what is, what does Lincoln Southwest need to do to earn the win? Um, hmm. Try and keep, try and keep Bellevue West offense uh, on the sideline. Uh, I think that's their best hope. Columbus did a nice job of that um, for, for about a half and then the dam broke loose and that's just, it's a snowball when it happens and Bellevue West is always just snowballed people like that. Um, if it doesn't happen right away, it eventually happens. And how can you um, adjust or um, kind of at least slow it down from happening? Because I mean, what, if they get if they get two scores in a row, it's like sh- it it quickly can turn into five, six, seven, eight, like and go on. So um, got to try and just keep that offense off the off the field. But Bellevue West defense is pretty good too. So. Um, you know, they should have uh, some of their guys back here. Kier didn't play their last game against Columbus. I think a couple of plays he dressed. Um, and he's their middle linebacker. So, I mean, that matters. And Ryan Rogers didn't play against Columbus. I think they're just holding him a little bit. And so, like, those are two of their best defenders. So, um, those two not playing certainly uh, had an effect. And then our next matchup there, Carney who rolled uh which rolled Lincoln Northeast last week 46 to 6. They're now traveling to Gretna and that's an interesting 8-9 matchup. Yeah, I mean the 8-9 matchup is always one that kind of is like, "Oh yeah, that could be the closest game and whatever." But like I a lot of people I talk to expect Carney to pull out this win against Gretna. Gretna hasn't played in 2 weeks. Um remember they're supposed to play Southeast in week 9. And then, um, so they should be fully out of whatever quarantining they've had going on there. Um, should should be out of that. Zane Flores and um, is going to go up against a tough Carney team. That's a uh, you know really coach really well, coach cool out in Carney. So um, that's the one that I think a lot of people are going to have a lot of eyes on as a potential uh, kind of big upset in, uh, or I guess as far as seeding upset and all that is concerned. Carney was a team that, you know, if, if they would have beaten Lincoln Southeast um, in week eight or, uh, or if they, sorry, if they would have beaten Elkhorn South in week nine um, and for that matter, Lincoln Southeast in week one, they lost on a, uh, a late uh, interception in the uh, red zone or end zone. Um, if, if Carney would have beaten Elkhorn South, pulled that out, they, they went to overtime with Elkhorn South. Carney would have been, uh, a top eight seed, even with a two and four, or the, I guess they would have been three and three record. Um, they, they would have been a top eight seed. So they're, they're dangerous enough and um, played one of the tougher schedules in the state. And either way, the win, the winner of this one will face Bellevue West or likely facing Bellevue West, which feels like it will be an interesting matchup either way. Gretna with Zane Flores could keep up with Bellevue West Carney always solid defensive. Yeah, Carney. Carney would be a rematch uh, with Bellevue West. Uh, Bellevue Carney jumped out uh, early, quick lead um, at Bellevue West. They played already once this year, and then Bellevue West just kind of rolled. So that would be a rematch. Um, the the Gret- Gretna Bellevue West that game 
it could it could be a really high scoring one if it is uh, that game. But you know, we, I don't want to get the cart before the horse, as they say here, too much. Yeah, let's let's keep it on this week. Um, our next matchup: Elkhorn South hosting Fremont, which beat Papillion La Vista South last week, forty-eight to twenty-eight. Yeah, a lot of points for Fremont. Fremont can score um, a lot. The nice running back and quarterback's pretty good too. And uh, had a, they've had a really nice year. Um, Elkhorn South, I think, though, is you know obviously the favorite to win that game. And um, Elkhorn South did. I mean, their defense is good. I think they're fully healthy. Everybody's back and not quarantined and all of those things. So um, you know when. When they're kind of rolling right now, Elkhorn South is. So I, I would expect, you know, Elkhorn South to obviously be the favorite to win that game. And, um, you know, there was there was talk that Elkhorn South should have been the three overall seed, and they ended up at five. So maybe they have something to prove. And then our next matchup here, Columbus defeated Papillion La Vista last week 31-14, to and now they will travel to Lincoln Southeast. Yeah, the – you know, um, Southeast playing, uh, there's a doubleheader at, at Seacrest um, on Friday night. And um, Columbus had a really nice showing against Bellevue West, like I mentioned, and then kind of handled a Papillion team that was sort of reeling coming into the playoffs, um, losing a bunch in a row and just guys not playing and all that. So Southeast is a very tough physical team. Um, both teams like to run the ball, uh, should be a quick game, even for that 8.15 PM start. It, it should, uh, shouldn't last very long, I would imagine, because both teams like to run the ball, but you know, you, you clearly give an edge to Southeast, I think in this one, but Columbus was uh, really impressive, even in a loss against Bellevue West. And then our next matchup is a nice battle at Buell, Millard South hosting Millard West, the Wildcats last week beat Bellevue East forty-seven to twenty. Yeah, it's a. This is one of the two rematches in a uh, games already played this year. Uh, Millard South uh, beat Millard West in week, I believe, three. Uh, it was thirty-one twelve. Um, so that's twenty points, and I think Millard West has had a few more injuries kind of since then. So, um, going to be a tough, tough road to hoe for Millard West to to pull that one off, I, I would think. But another really well-coached team, Coach Peterson does a great job. His kids will play hard all the time. Um, and it's a rival, big rivalry game, Not no zero love loss there. Um, so <laughs> it, it could be, it could be a, a close game, um, or it could be like the first time they played, obviously. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll just kind of have to be paying attention to that one, I think, uh, uh, pretty well. And another Millard school is up next. Millard North Mustangs handled Norfolk last week, fifty-two to six, and now get to face Omaha Creighton Prep. Yeah, you know Millard North is rolling, and here's another one that you look at Fred Petito and the playoffs, and they're tough to prepare for just with one week. But Prep has had two weeks um, uh, to prepare for an opponent, and I'm guessing they probably prepared more for Millard North than they did Norfolk. Um, Miller North started 0-3 since then. They've won four of five. Preps won four in a row. Uh, Miller North, uh, um, Miller North one loss in that four out of five run was to Westside 44-14. Um, and Westside's obviously clearly really good. Um, that, this is one that a lot of people that I've talked to 
uh, think could be an upset. Um, and I, I think it's kind of like we'll see, um, you know, preps, preps kind of rolling a little bit too um, after a tough start and some COVID stuff and that they've, they seem to have figured stuff out. So this one could be another really close game, I think. And we should make mention of uh, Jimmy Quintance, who's having a fantastic season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, him and his brother, too, for Miller North. Uh, Jimmy, the quarterback, um, nice year. Obviously, you know, you, you look at it, I mean, um, whoever plays quarterback in that Miller North system is bound to have a nice year, right? So um, when, you, when you look at it, he's having a good year, and, and he'll have to be really good against prep. And I think they, they might be able to – you know, I think at least trade scores, maybe slow down prep a little bit. I, this one's going to be close, I think. I, I, I really do think it'll be a close game. And that game is being played at Westside, a doubleheader there. Um, and then our other doubleheader, as we mentioned earlier, is our next matchup, Lincoln East at Seacrest hosting North Platte. North Platte defeated Lincoln High last week 33-13. to yeah, uh, contrast of styles, very much so. Um, East won two weeks ago um, at Seacrest, 21-7 against North Platte. Um, East likes to throw the ball a lot. Um, and, and No Walters, their quarterback, is fantastic. He's great. Um, he's really good. So, um, you know, how much can you make up two touchdowns in two weeks, three weeks, I guess? Um, yeah, like you can, um, but Carter Glenn is returning after torn labrum and a couple other things in his shoulder. Um, and he had eight touchdowns before he got hurt in, I think it was week three, two, uh, three, four, uh, against, uh, Miller North and that crazy comeback Miller North had against East on, on a Thursday night. So he's back, um, and he's their best receiver and, and one of their, uh, team leaders for, East and uh, with him back, um, you know that makes that offense just uh, really tough to stop. And uh, also plays defense at corner a little bit too. So um, not like you know I mean, North Platte really just focuses on running the ball. So we'll we'll see. Um, might be a little bit of a tough task for North Platte, but um, and the weather's going to be fine. Won't be cold or anything like that. So you look at it and you kind of got to favor obviously East um, just because. They, they literally just beat them. So, yeah, like less than a month ago. Yeah. And the winner of that one will face the winner of our final Class A matchup, Grand Island traveling to Westside. Islanders shut out Pius last week 36-0. to Tough ma- tough matchup, though, at Westside. Yeah, you know, it's the 4 o'clock game at Westside. It's, uh, uh, you know, doubleheader at Westside because Prep is playing their home games there this year. Um, week four, Grand Island, or in week four, Westside went out to Grand Island, and uh, and and Westside shut them out, forty-two to nothing. I, that's a lot of points to to try and make up. Um, if coach, if anyone can do it though, it's it's Coach Tomlin. That, that guy can co- really coach. So, um, you know, tough tough task for the Islanders to get that done against a highly motivated Omaha Westside team that uh, got the number two overall seed when I'm, I'm thinking they probably thought they should have gotten the one. Um, so uh, that'll be, you know, it's going to be tough, I think, for, for Grand Island to, 
to get that, that, that feels like a major storyline west side getting the two did anyone talk about that i don't remember mentioning i don't that. know if it's been mentioned at all or not yeah I, I i don't think so that's kind of surprising but i will say this i mean bellevue west is undefeated they're the defending champs they returned <laughs> they returned a ton of players like i you know like i yeah i mean until the champ loses they probably deserve to be number one Speaking, and speaking of and number one, the, they they did have the better win against the top eight teams. They they beat uh, Millard South, and Westside's best win was against Prep. So, yeah. Speaking of number one seeds, let's jump to Class B. That bracket was released this weekend. Um, number one seed there was Bennington, and this week they'll be hosting the number sixteen Seward. Yeah, um, Bennington lost Tyler LeClaire, their best player, uh, leader, um, best player on, on probably both offense and defense. It's going to be a tough, uh, tough road. Uh, it'll be a tough road for anyone to make it. Whoever wins B deserves like three medals um, just because it's a beautiful mess of really good teams that all have beaten each other. Um, but, you know, doing it without Tyler LeClaire is going to be a big challenge. Um, do they get by Seward? Probably. Um, and then, you know, a, a tough opponent awaits next. I mean, there's, there's, uh, I, you know, I, Bennington's had a heck of a year, right? And uh, losing Tyler LeClaire stinks because he was um, one of the best just pure athletes uh, in the state, not just in Class B, but in the state. So losing him uh, certainly is, is not good. Uh, but you, you know, one would expect that they have enough to to get by Seward. And that tough matchup that you referenced—that'll be the number eight Plattsmith against number nine McCook battle. Yeah, you know, uh, McCook traveling to Plattsmith. Um, the last time I think they traveled to Plattsmith, I was at that game. I feel like it was four or five years ago, in a first round playoff game, um, and McCook won that game. So. Uh, you know what you're going to get with both teams. You're going to get solid coaching. Um, Coach Grossen deserves to do a really nice job. And they both focus and want to just run the ball down your throat. So, you know, the game starts at 530 in Plattsmouth, Central Time. Uh, McCook might be home by midnight because the game probably could last about an hour and a half. Um, just, I mean, it, both teams just literally – all they do is run the ball, and they're really good at it. Um, so, uh, will be will be super interesting to kind of see how that one uh, shakes out. And then, you know, if let's say McCook win, this is the something that I I, I wish would change. Um, you know, let's say Bennington, the number one seed, they win on Friday. If they if they win against Stewart on Friday, and McCook were to were to I guess upset Plattsmouth. McCook would host Bennington number one seed um, in a, in a quarterfinal game. I, I, you know, I mean, I just, I'm not a fan of that. I, I understand why they do it, but you should be rewarded, um, not penalized for, you know, getting the, the higher seed. That's just, that's just how it should be in my opinion. And that's just my opinion. So, um, but that McCook plasma game will be a tough one. Definitely. And nothing wrong with a good old slobber knocker. Uh, It'll be that. It'll definitely be that. <laughs> Our next matchup, number five, Aurora hosting number 12, Scott's Bluff. Yeah, another rematch um, played in week three. And um, 
Scott's Bluff went to Aurora and uh, lost 36-14. So um, Scott's Bluff also has won quite a bit uh, coming into this. Uh, I, you know, those guys are used to traveling. It's not a big deal for them to travel. Um, unlike the eastern half of the state, whenever they have to travel, everyone makes a big deal about it. But when, um, you know, when Scott's Bluff or McCook travels to, you know, the Missouri River, no one, no one, they, no one, you don't, you never hear about it, and they don't seem to complain. Um, so Today, today's uh, just a soapbox day for you. This is kind of like one of those <laughs> things. It's just, just like everybody does it. Like the the teams west of Lincoln do it all the time. And the teams east of Lincoln, when they have to go to Seward, they complain. Um, Wait, there, there are teams west of Lincoln? I thought they didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, that it should be a, another kind of tough game. Obviously, two well-coached teams. Um, you know, Scott's Bluff's been there, done that. In order to make a run, they're going to have to upset some people. And, um, you know, but making up a 20-point kind of spread is going to be a, a, a challenge, I think. Yeah, and and no disrespect to any of our any of the Western Nebraska teams. They're no, I was giving yeah. them props for not. Oh yeah, them. yeah, yeah. I was I was referencing my bad joke. Yeah. Enough enough with bad jokes. Our next matchup: number four Norris hosting number thirteen Beatrice. Man, Norris's offense was uh, non-existent on uh, Friday night against Waverly. Waverly now Waverly just controlled the line of scrimmage both sides of the ball. Um, I expect Norris to bounce back here in a sort of a big way, obviously to have played this year and uh, rivals and all of that. But, um, you know, you would expect Norris to get it, get the, you know, get that bad mojo of losing and getting shut out at Waverly out of their, out of their mind or mouth or whatever one you want to say. Yeah. And then moving on to the other half of the bracket, it starts out with number three Elkhorn, hosting number 14, Omaha Gross. Yeah. How about this nugget? Uh, Gross is on their third third quarterback who started the season as their starting center. So, yeah, Elkhorn uh, is likely to win in big. All right. Uh, start, let me say that again. Omar Gross is on their third-ish quarterback who started the season as their starting center. I'm trying to figure out what you'd call that Wildcat package. <laughs> yeah. I don't number, know. Number six, Waverly, hosting number 11, Blair. Yeah. Um, two teams, again, like to run the ball. There won't be a lot of forward passes. Um Dexter Larson for Blair is going to have to have a big game. He's had a super great season. Tough, tough kid. Uh, he's fantastic. I, I mean, he really is. He's, he's tough as nails, and um, he's going to have to have a big one, and his teammates are too in order to get by a, a really tough Waverly team that is coming in with uh, huge momentum and beating uh, Norris, who was ranked number one uh, in the state. And, I, you know, I, that'll be a, a battle. Um, um it'll it'll take a, a pretty big effort by uh dexter larson to, to to i think knock off waverly at waverly too 
And our next matchup here, just looking at the entire bracket, but two teams in particular stand out to me that when you say beautiful mess and how it's a really tough, tough year. Anytime you see Waverly seated as the six, but then Omaha Scut as the seven. Right. That's, you, you know, it's going to be. Now, yeah. You, what you know is that everybody's beating everybody. Um, you know, Aurora's the five seed. One of their three losses is to Northwest. Um, Northwest lost to Scott's Bluff, who is the 12 seed. I mean, everybody's just beating everybody. And uh, Bennington beat Norris. Um, Scott beat Bennington. That's their one loss. Um, it, I mean, it's just a lot of just just throw it up. I'm telling you, whoever comes out of B, they they just deserve an extra medal, like they or something, because it is a gauntlet and it'll be a lot of fun. Um, this Scut uh, playing Grand Island Northwest game is very intriguing. Um, you know, I Northwest is tough. They run that three-five kind of defense and. Um, leave a linebacker flowing, and they got a couple of them, Aiden Davies being one, um, that can make some plays. So, um, you know, Scud, I think, feels like they should have won that Elkhorn game um, if it wasn't for a couple of bad calls, and or in their opinion, bad calls by the referees. Um, but, um, I, you know, I – Scott's like the most dangerous seven seed. <laughs> seven seed, they're so dangerous. And and a couple of their losses, I mean, their their one loss against Waverly, they had four starting offensive linemen out um, for COVID. So like, you know, that game maybe changes if they're line, if they have a full complement of players. They'll never complain about that because it's Scott and they're expected to win every single game they play. Um, and they'll play anybody, and it doesn't matter. And St. Northwest is tough. They're a really well-coached team. I saw them against Aurora, beat Aurora. Um, they had a, a, a really nice game and particularly a really nice second half. And they like to run the ball and take care of it, but then they can pop you for a nice pass play for a chunk and, and get some chunk yardage that way. But tough matchup for, for Northwest. Um, you know, if if uh, if they would have won on Friday, they probably you know wouldn't be in this situation. Same thing with Scud. Obviously, they'd be a little bit higher seed. But in B, you got to beat everybody anyway um, because it's just so tough. Class B for beautiful mess. And when when you're saying that no, Omaha Scott's a dangerous number seven seed, imagine how Hastings, the two seed, feels to have you know an always tough Omaha run Collie team, and they always put up points usually. Um, and then your reward, if you can get past Ron Colley, is, oh, a 7 Omaha Scut or a 10 Grand Island Northwest. Right. Let me tell you, uh, Hastings, Ron Colley, I, I, uh, Jim Meister, the, the um, awesome athletic director at Omaha Ron Colley, earlier today, I was texting with him. And I'm like, have fun at that. Game played on turf at Hastings College, so, you know, uh, not on grass. And both teams like to throw the ball. It could be it could be sixty five to fifty five, and it could be a four hour game. Um, it, it could be something like that. So, um, you know, Ron Colley's made a run. Um, you know, the last couple of years they had Jack Doltzer. I mean, he's obviously gone, and they figured out what to do there. Um, um, Jake Orr is a really nice player uh, for them. Gorsica is going to have to be big on both sides of the ball on the line. Um, they're, uh, 
it, it's an interesting matchup that I think will will be generate a lot of points. I'll say that. Probably something similar to that classic Scotts Bluff Ron Colley semifinal yeah. from a that couple years ago. Yeah, Pro- probably. I mean, it could be. But before we get out of here, I don't think we have time to preview all of the brackets for C1 and C2, but give me, give me your top matchups to watch. In yeah, C1 it's, it's, it's always the 8-9 game, right? Like that's always the toughest one that you look at. And Adam Central and Wayne is the tough one. I'm not sure Cam Foster is going to be available for Adam Central, uh, quarterback, et cetera, and, and they just lost uh, recently too. So they had a nice kind of run. That's, that's the one game. Auburn Battle Creek I think is a really good game too in C1. Um, C1's a tough bracket as well. I mean, you, you kind of look down at Pierce's phenomenal. Have, they've been fantastic. And they're the two seed, and Ashland Greenwood's the one. So uh, Ashland Greenwood has beaten Wayne. That could be a rematch if they get by Adam Central. Um, so that's, you know, I mean, it's, it, C1's going to be sort of a battle. C2, um, Bergen beating Oakland Craig was, a, you know, an upset. Um, and and what was that two weeks ago? Um, that's a tough one. Sutton and North Platte St. Patrick's is a tough one too. Both each, each just have one loss. Um, Wilbur Claytonia is a really good team. Um, Bridgeport and Hardington Cedar Catholic, that game's at two o'clock because Hardington has to travel to Bridgeport. Um, Aquinas and Norfolk, David City Aquinas and Norfolk Catholic, two of the, the best high school coaches that the state has ever seen, no matter the class, in um, Jay Bell and Ron Mimic, or, and I mean, like two just powerhouses that are traditional powerhouses that clearly like to run the ball and not do much else. Um, that game is, is, should be uh, phenomenal. Just the history of that game um, and just the amount of wins and state championships and all of that is, uh, is that's a, that's a seven ten matchup. So um, pretty, pretty neat kind of uh, game there. It'll be a fun week of action. I'm looking forward to all of it. And, you know, we'll have some great games to discuss next week, as well as some state volleyball to talk about. Until next time, thanks to our sponsor, MD West One. Follow Mike Sauter on Twitter, as well as any prep zone. And thanks for listening. As the official team doctors for high school and college teams across greater Omaha, MD West One Sports Med doctors can get you back into the game stronger than ever. Meet the Sports Med team at mdwestone.com or call 402-390-4111.